and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. It is the Sojourners Podcast. It's your boy, Brother D, and you know who my beautiful wife, my better half is. Baby, say hello. Hello. God bless. All right. So we're here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, to talk about a subject that is near and dear to our hearts, the subject of, that's right, you guessed it, marriage. So I'm going to jump right in here. Listen. Marriage, ladies and gentlemen, is not easy. Marriage is not easy, but it's all worth it. The ups and downs, the struggle, the trials and tribulations, brothers and sisters, let me tell you, do not quit. Don't turn away. Continue to strive towards the Lord. Continue to pray. Continue to lift up your hands and surrender. You know why? You're going to need it. You're going to need all his grace. You're going to need all his love. You're going to need all his strength. You're going to need all wisdom that he could give you. But let me tell you something. It is all worth it. It is all worth it. Right. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of the same thing as being a parent. You know, being a parent is very, very difficult. You know, it's one of the most difficult things I've ever had to do in my life. But when you see your child following kind of your lead, man, when you were able to, you know, raise them up in the word of the Lord, man, and, you know, love the Lord. You hear them talk about the Lord. You have Bible studies with them, man, every night, you know, like we do with our children. And um, it's a humbling experience, man, to be able to see their um, their growth from just a small human being, man, a, a life form within a body. Computer screen, man, back in the day, you know, um, we only had 3D. Now they have 4D, 5D, all that other stuff, man. But my thing is, man, marriage, uh, parenthood, it's a beautiful thing. It is given to us by God, and that's something we need to cherish. It's not always easy. We're going to continue to learn, like I said, but, um, man, it's worth it. It's worth it. I love my wife. I would never do anything to, um, you know, change what we've gone through. You know, we've, we've had a rough, rough road, but, you know, God is good. We're still here. We're still standing by the grace of God and only by his grace. And, um, man, I could really say only, only because of God, I really started to learn what love truly is. So I thank him for that. I thank my beautiful wife. And um, it's just humbling, ladies and gentlemen. But we want to talk about marriage tonight. Um, you want to add anything? Man, just how precious it is and how God symbolizes that to the church, I think, is what makes it even more powerful. Because we're also in a marriage with him as this Father's Day went by. And um, I was meditating on how good of a father I have in the Lord. Like how he's really been there, you know. Um, it's not coincidental. This last weekend was Father's Day, and then on the twenty third of June, my father, my, uh, I mean, my fleshly earthly father, I should say. Um, I think it's gonna be what thirty three years of, of that he had passed away, and I remember, you know, like it was yesterday when he did pass. That Father's Day had just passed, and I told him I had, I had something for him. And, you know, that was the last time, obviously, I didn't get to give it to him because he passed. You know, as, as a teenager, I remember questioning God, like, you knew I, I needed this father. I needed a man in my life. Like, I don't feel like I've ever really had a man, a godly man, a man that I can look up to or to show me how a man is supposed to be. And as a woman, you know, we we don't get that example from our father. It's We're going to make not very good decisions on on the relationships and men that we date or even marry because we we don't know we don't have a measure to measure that to especially if you're in the world as a christian you have that 
background and that foundation, you know, so your decision obviously should be better. But when you don't have an earthly father, sadly, you know, we make believe everything that we hear and and we're not focused on is this a man that that loves God? We're more focused on does he love me? You know, and, and of course at the beginning every everything seems nice and peachy, but I was just reflecting on that and I was so thankful to God because he truly has been that father to me, you know, that protector. That maybe I didn't have an earthly father, but I always, always felt protected by him, always felt loved by him, even in my worst times, you know, something deep in me knew that God loves me. And now, you know, drawing closer to him, you feel that even more, you know, and it's a beautiful thing to feel loved by God. My goodness, man, I don't, you, I don't think you would, I don't care who loves me in the earth. And not to say that I don't appreciate and love the people that do, but you know, it's almost, I've always asked the Lord, I want to feel that, like what David said, you know, even if my mother and my father had would leave me, I still know that you will, you know, gather me to you, that you would cover me, that you would love me, that you would hold me, that you will embrace me. And, and you know, I've always prayed that I want to feel that. And, and truly, as I reflect back on my life, without an earthly father, I know God has been my protector. He brought me back home to his arms and his walk, you know, so there was no sadness in me this Father's Day. And I was able to celebrate you as a father and, you know, your growth as in these years that we've been together, you know, and and it was just awesome to see how the boys just, we didn't even have to tell them, think about dad. They all just, you know, gave you a little something from their heart and I thought that was beautiful so I'm very thankful I'm very 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 thankful to God he is definitely our the center of of what we do and you know it's not easy but we definitely don't do it on our strength right that's right that's right well said shout out to all the dads out there happy father's day so yeah that that was that was well put that was lovely um marriage marriage was created by God right created by God so when someone talks to you about marriage and asks you what is the definition of marriage what would you tell them I would say it is the union and a covenant between a man and a woman under God that is what marriage signifies to me absolutely it is a holy covenant between God and his people to further advance his kingdom marriage is uh is sacred it's sacred amen I think when you find the difference between a marriage, I, be, I believe, in the world um, and a marriage in the, in the church, I think your, your reason and intention for your marriage changes. In the world, and even as, as we were together, in, you know, before mm-hmm. we truly repented and came to Christ, and, and still in process, obviously, but I believe we were trying to be each other's you know, kind of like, I don't want to say savior, but kind of like, I, I have to make you love me. I, you know, I have to please you because I want to, you know, I want you to love me, see me. And everything was me, you, me, you, me, you. And, and right. we were always fall short because I couldn't really heal things that only God can heal in you. And that's, you couldn't do that for me, right? That's absolutely right. And you know, um, when you come to the Lord and, and you develop a, a closer relationship with him, you get to see that marriage is something that he created, right? And if he's the creator of marriage, he actually created all things, but marriage, you know, is is a sacred covenant that he created. If we want to learn more about marriage, who do we turn to? 
we're going to turn to God. We're going to turn to the Father. You know, we're going to turn to the Father in prayer. We're going to read his word and really study the word, you know, for, for what it is about marriage and really um, develop that prayer life within him. And he'll show you these things through his spirit. Amen. I think um, part of a godly marriage is what, what do we do together for God? The goal here mm. is not just you and me on this earth and you and me, and but right. it's what do we do together for God, right? There's a purpose right. now. It's yes. not just about me and you and buying a house and doing this, and but the purpose is how do we get to serve God together with our lives? How do we advance this kingdom? How do we, and I think that, man, marriage really trains you. At least with me, it's God has used David in so many ways to really still mold a lot of my things man like really knowing sometimes how to you know respond differently and not believe me i'm not there i i see women sometimes that i admire so much and they're you know they're they're very calm <laughs> they don't respond right away and i'm not i i you know i like to i got an answer for you right away <laughs> and so you know god is still polishing that in me uh, sometimes is good because you know and then sometimes I need to learn when not to respond and and I think marriage really is like teaches you that in so many ways like this is where I'm, I'm beginning to learn like humbleness like okay this is where I'm learning to ask for forgiveness you know this is where I'm Amen. I'm learning to just um, do a lot of things that you know because if I don't do them here if we don't start them here right how do we how do we uh, how can we do it anywhere else? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like I said, it's constantly just um, growing, growing in the word, you know, developing that connection to to the spirit and really allowing him to show you these things, you know, because, man, the world has the definition and the idea of marriage all messed up backwards. A lot of them, you got to sign a contract before you even get it. And before you even get married, you're, you're already writing contracts, man. You know, oh, and, man. um, you know, allow, come on, government, come on in. You're the one who runs this. Nah, nah. God runs this. He is the one who created it. He is the one who's going to be, you know, all in the center. He's, he, he's the focal point of this marriage. It's the kingdom marriage, not a social marriage. It's not about um, feelings and, and emotions and, you know, all the social stuff that, that, that the world has has people thinking what marriage is. You know what I mean? Right. A social thing, um, you know, just to go out and, 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 oh, look at me, I'm married. You know, I, I have a ring. Look at, no, man, there's much more to it. Not just saying, look at me, I have a ring. Um, I'm off the market. No, nah, there's a lot more to that, man. The word of God says when you are married, you become one flesh. Yes, one spirit one spirit or one flesh one flesh and also it, it, it signifies obviously she rolling her eyes over here it isn't because you always say that. that that's the truth <laughs> i know that well, but listen. you do realize that where he means you become one that's how entwined yeah so okay it's one spirit one worship one all right it's a spiritual mystery like paul yeah. said that only just like you know just like uh, us with christ you know how the spirit dwells in us and, and then in saying that, I'm not saying that, um, you know, our walk is, is, is our walk together. And that's the only walk. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying no. is what I'm saying is we are held accountable. We are held accountable for each other, man. I'm not going to sit here and lie and try to ask and, and or act like as the priest to my home and as the and, and as your husband. If I lead you astray on something that that that, that that's all me. Yeah, I'm going to be held uh, accountable to that. You know what I mean? So I need to, even in my home. And yeah. but, but the same thing as being parents to children. You know what I mean? Yeah. We need to show them the way, you know? 
And in being a husband, a lot of times the wife will follow the husband's lead. And it, and I think it is a challenge because don't don't be embarrassed sometimes of the fact that I grew up in the church. David did not. So even though I was far away as a prodigal son, there was some knowledge there that I might have had that David didn't. And I think that my you know, some men might feel intimidated by that. And right. and it doesn't necessarily mean that the woman needs to lead, but in the spiritual sense, yeah. we learn how to bend our knees for that relationship. You know, so because right. God knows that we may have a little more um, spiritual maturity to some and, and not even maturity at all but maybe compared to where your husband or wife may be then you'd be the one that is kind of responsible because you have that knowledge to really t- be that leader be that be the one that fights for the relationship be the one that you know kind of stirs the spiritual atmosphere in the home and praise because mm. you have that knowledge and so sometimes God will you know it'll be the man or the woman that God uses but who Whoever has that, yeah. and and thankfully, you know, as as we began to grow, I see, you know, David growing now more and more. So that's awesome. But I don't think that should be something that intimidates, you know. No, nah, I don't think so at all. I don't think so at all. You know. But look, let's it, bring it all the way back to the beginning, and let's not get it twisted, right? Let's not get it twisted. What what the Word of God says, Genesis chapter two. I'm gonna start with twenty. It says, so Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man verse 24 says therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh and they were both naked the man and his wife were not ashamed come on drop the mic (laughs) so listen very clearly (laughs) okay okay you do realize that they were both in two bodies but were one flesh right right well let's not get a (laughs) twitty The woman is the man's helper. And you know, brothers, let me tell you something, man. Don't don't allow the world to tell you that your wife should be subject to you because she's a woman. Nothing. No, no, no. She should be obedient to Christ in the word of God that says, you know, you shall honor your husband. Also, the man, if we're aligning ourselves with the word of God, the woman, our wife, will want to follow us regardless. So it's not that she's um, <laughs> under us, beneath us or anything like that. Yes. She, uh, the woman was taken from our flesh right and god created her to be our helper our wife our wife is our helper you know but at the same time as as men we need to be supportive of our wives you know we we, we need to be that that caregiver the one that's going to sit there and, and and just listen to a man be that ear for them you know because they're going to have to vent women are much more emotional than men we all know that right so it's real important brothers not to not not to view the woman as a, a weaker vessel even though the word of god says that they are right <laughs> let's be honest right but it doesn't mean that we treat them that way right weaker because, as a more sensitive you do realize that too, right. right well that, that that's what i mean and, and most of the time physically too yes, you know but course. what i'm saying is don't allow those type of words and those type of things to get into your mind and have you thinking that they are beneath you because they're not you know what i mean they're they're just as important to the lord as us men are so 
don't get it twisted, folks. I also think, and I got a whole bunch more scripture to be reading on this topic. Because <laughs> you know, man, when when you got a question about something, bring it to the Lord. You got a question about something, open up your Word. All you, in there. Yeah, you're gonna find it's an answer to it. There. Go ahead. What were you saying? I was gonna say it, it's interesting because yesterday I was, <laughs> I saw one of the ministries we support and follow put out a question on there of, of who do you identify with and it was interesting to me no one really mentioned adam was one of the options there and i don't know why this stuck out to me but no one really identified with adam and i think adam kind of gets a bad rap because everything you know because of their disobedience yeah. mm-hmm. um well that was his fault hold you know? on <laughs> no but because of their disobedience you know everything sort of you know sin came in but if you you know so we can stigmatize and say oh man adam and eve and but if you really think about it who's to say we wouldn't have done the same thing and who's to say you know we didn't we don't uh delight sadly at times or in the past have you know like the sin in our lives so we can't be that hypocritical and blame all adam and eve about that to say that we don't sometimes even currently we struggle with that so but it is it is interesting to me that no one really wants to identify with them because that would mean well eve you know disobeyed god and but if you how many times do we identify with eve more than we realize whether we say it or not because how many times have we not been fooled by the enemy how many times have we not fallen into nice little words that we'd hear just like the enemy did you know, and how many times has has the man really not dropped the ball and not been involved in what the wife was doing? And so by the time he came to fit, you know, to find out, she goes and tells him, look, have some of this. Um, you know, you think right. about, well, where was he? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good message to find out on. Don't be so far out in your work that you kind of um, you're not attending to your marriage and your wife, because mm-hmm. look what happens without her covering being around boom, the enemy came. I think that's, you know, it's just such a strong message there that we really can learn from and really see that we identify probably more with them than, you know, than many others because we have been gullible like that. The enemy has lied to many of us. You know, we've fallen for things and, and you know, we have not been attentive, uh, attentive to our family, our home, you know, drop the ball in areas. And right. by the time yeah. Adam comes around, you know, he's already taking the bite. Right. So... And you know what, man? Sometimes that could, in our marriages, in our in our flesh, sometimes we want to satisfy our flesh more than we want to satisfy God. You know, mm-hmm. we want to satisfy our flesh more than wanting to bring Him glory. Sometimes we want to see ourselves be exalted and, and be glorified. Sometimes rather than giving Him all the glory. Yeah, you know what sadly, I mean? Sadly, the flesh does like that. And that goes for even brothers and sisters in Christ, man. Like that goes for everybody. You know what I mean? Right. So, man, that's why it's very important to where that's the God so stays much. says to stay humble, man. And we got to pray that we continue to stay humble because the devil is a liar. You know, he's out there lurking. And he's going to do whatever he can to try to try to um, destroy your marriage, man, because he hates marriage. He hates marriage. Marriage is from God. It's created from God. God uses marriages for his glory. And as followers of Christ, we need to make sure that our focus is on bringing him glory through our marriage rather than trying to bring ourselves any kind of... Um, yeah, we're yeah. not a match for that. There's no glory we could really At bring all. to ourselves, At anyways. All. But that, I think that's a lie of the devil to begin with. But I, I do think that one of the things he will use is the lack of communication 
the lies, mm. you know, how easily. I think it's important to say if you're keeping something from your wife or your husband, you're already in sin. You've already given the devil a foot a foothold because you're not being honest. Mm-hmm. So the devil kind of jingles those things around you and says, you know, remember, especially with men. And, and I'm sorry, I'm going to have to get into this. But the Bible tells the man that if he doesn't treat his wife right, then his prayers will be hindered. He doesn't say that to the woman. You know, we get a lot of other commands and exactly. how to be respectful and how to, but but I, I believe God knows, listen, men, men deal with certain things, maybe even pride a little more, maybe certain things about, you know, that they need to know that depending on how truthful, how loving and how, how you're treating that woman, your prayers may be hindered. Mm-hmm. So it's really why, because there is that responsibility on the man to be the leader. And if you're not leading correctly, then you could be not leading your wife straight. So your prayers are going to be hindered. Um, and I think that's a big responsibility. I think that truth, honesty, if they are not, I don't care how much you think you're doing for God. If you're lacking in that area, you've got it wrong and backwards already. Amen, man. Listen, let's bring it back a little bit to this um to marriage and what marriage is i know a lot of people in the world man they say oh marriage is just a piece of paper marriage is a contract marriage is this marriage is that right so let's let's get into this a little bit man i have some um stuff here it says a contract is a conditional agreement between two or more persons signifying that all parties will do something contracts get made for limited periods of time and are based on if then statements if they do this then i'll do that right and it says um, people enter into contracts because of what they'll get out of them when they no longer receive what they want or if they find a better looking option, then they will justify terminating it. Oh, right. Man. But that's not what the Bible says. Not that's not what the Bible says, man, about marriage. Marriage is not. It, it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible that marriage is a contract. Not at all. Right. But it's a covenant, which is really the covenant with God and marriage is a lot stronger than what any paper, because the Bible says that if you are married and you divorce and your husband didn't die or your wife didn't die, you're actually, you could be remarried if you want, but the Bible says in his eyes, you are committing adultery. Amen. So uh, let's read on what a covenant is then, right? So a covenant is a divinely created bond meaning that it is permanent, right? It has rules, responsibilities, and benefits. Covenants are intimate relationships initiated for the benefit of the other person. And in it, the good of the relationship takes precedence over the needs of the individual. This is why covenants make unconditional promises. I love that. I think a a, a contract protects your money and your goods. A covenant it's you know it kind of unites you so in a right. so much more deeper way it, it kind of goes back to you know when marriages or people say i fell out of love you do know right that you put the work in it and you can right. very well fall back in love especially putting god before oh, yes. anything there's Amen. you know because the focus is Amen. wrong so that's yeah. why you you fall you don't yeah. you fall out of love because yes. your focus is completely off but if you begin to focus right. on god god is going to give you those eyes you know to i love that to i fall love in that love again i love that man because you know so many times man marriages get in trouble because of what because of natural things right because let's say just like i said earlier on about the contract mm-hmm. until you find something that is better looking right, right. that right. better suits you right mm-hmm. then you're going to terminate the contract that you're under and go ahead and find another one 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's not what the covenant is. Mm-hmm. You know, stop looking at things in the natural and start looking at things in the supernatural. God created marriage as a the covenant. Covenant is a spiritual thing. It's not a natural thing. It's not something that people can create, that man can create. It is only created by God, the Father, the creator of all things. Mm-hmm. So let's, man, give him glory. And, you know, it's interesting because that we, you know, right now that I'm thinking it's, it's we fall oh. out of love, but then we can fall back in love. And how do we know that biblically? Because God mm. tells us many mm. times, come back to your first love. Yeah. So the fact that you can you can fall back in love with God, come back to that first love. And you know how? By seeking him, by that intimacy with God, by beginning to conversate, read his words, spend his your time with him. That is the same way you can fall in love with a husband when you really right. give it your time. Exactly. And you know what? In the spiritual, especially when you're, you know, when, when you're standing at that altar, and you know that you're entering into the a covenant with your wife and with God. You have to understand when you break that covenant, you're not only breaking it with your wife, you're breaking it with God as well. You know, so very important. That's to why he says that. until yeah. until death or until one dies, because it's it is. Amen. I think even Paul says, you know, it is better to live in peace. However, if you don't, you wouldn't be able to marry, you know, uh, again. So, no, it's it's. uh definitely a serious loving special but holy matter to god amen deuteronomy 29 9 it says therefore keep the words of this covenant and do them that you may prosper in all that you do come on come on somebody <laughs> <laughs> listen when you're able to keep that covenant with god god's gonna prosper you he's gonna bless you you know yeah. he, he just is so don't just be hearers of the word be doers of the word man walk it out walk it out I it's not easy but you know you will be blessed god will god will prosper you through it and love is is a weapon against the devil for sure you know um believe me we go through times where I, you know i sometimes say man one of these days i'm gonna grab my car and just leave and just not look back and you know i've had my moments <laughs> and then i come back to myself <laughs> And it's like, no, Lord, thank you. And and he gives you the grace, man. I, This is when I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm thinking right now in my flesh and I need to go pray. You know, is this even what a godly woman would do? Is this what God would want me? You know, we're, we're not quitters. We don't do things like that. So I go and I, you know, pray and, and just feel the the word of God again and saying, hey, long suffering, long, you know, I, I've got you. And then you feel, you know, I. I got to come and and just say, okay, I love you, forgive me, or, you know, I'm still upset, or whatever it is. But, you know, we don't ignore it, but we do come back to to that and and just say, hey, this is, you know, I, I need more respect in this area, or I need more attention, or I need you to consider my feelings as well. And never, ever, if you notice, never in the marriage does he say you're going to be problem free. Yes. <laughs> never. Yes. He never promises that even in a relationship right. and in the walk with him. That's he right. never, ever promises Come a on. stress, uh, a tribulation, a trouble free. On, on the contrary, he says the righteous have many troubles, but he delivers them from them all. So, Amen. you know, if in the world we have issues and emotions and things. I mean, with Christ, yep. we're fighting that 
the flesh and the devil. Yeah. <laughs> I think we got a lot more, you know, um, things that the enemy wants to put against a holy marriage and a, in a Christian like marriage Amen. than maybe the Amen. world, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and so it, it takes more, but it's more the satisfaction, deeper the connection as well. And, and the more the reward, because if you stay obedient and faithful, you know, to the man or woman that God has given you, I think there's a huge reward for that. It's kind of like, you know, you're, you're you're symbolizing that staying faithful to God as well. Amen. Amen. You know, and the devil is a liar. You know, he has, um, man, we hear a lot about divorces within the church. You know what I mean? Um, brothers and sisters in Christ, those who are believers, you know, getting divorces and things like that. Right. And um, the word of God says he that, that he hates divorce. God hates divorce. Matter of fact, let me pull that up real quick. Malachi chapter two. Here we go. It says, um, because the Lord has been witness between you and the wife of your youth with whom you have dealt treacherously. Yet she is your companion and your wife by covenant. But did he not make them one having a remnant of the spirit? And why one? He seeks godly offspring. Therefore, take heed to your spirit and let none deal treacherously with the wife of his youth. For the Lord God of Israel says that he hates divorce for it covers one's garment with violence. Yeah. Don't get it twisted, man. Oh, yeah. You know, just because you find something better looking, just because you're going through trials and tribulations, man, and you're struggling, man. You don't think that if you're able to go get through that and you are able to get through that in Jesus name and you seek after him and you run after him and you and you continue not to give up and have faith, he's going to reward you in that. Your, your marriage will be built up. Your marriage will have gone through the fire and being refined. You will be strengthened. The word of God says he will uplift you with his righteous right hand. He's not going to leave you nor forsake you, man. You know, and I feel like, listen, if you're doing the things that the Lord hates, which, you know, divorce is one of them. Yeah. You know, like, like, hey, we're going to be honest. You're going to answer for that. You're going to yeah. have to answer for that one day just because you have seen something better or you look at other marriages and you see him striving, but yours are struggling. Does that mean that you're going to go ahead and just call it off? Understand that the covenant that you have with your wife and God, you're not just breaking it with your wife. Like we had said earlier, you're also breaking it with God. You're going to have to answer to that. And you have to ask yourself, is that worth it? Another thing that you brought up that actually we were just reading with the kiddos on, on uh, at the end of Corinthians, uh, second Corinthians, when Paul was telling the church, stop comparing yourselves too. comparison is not of God. You have, we are complete different, yet so alike. The mystery of God's doing, we're we are we have so much in common, but we are very different. Our walk, our attitudes, our things, our thinking, the way we process things, even our our fingerprints are completely different. So you you can't compare your marriage to anybody else's. And I think that when you compare, you are going to be miserable because you know what that tells God. I'm not grateful for what I have. I should have more. I should be better rather than yeah. saying, I need to learn yeah. something where I'm at right, right. now because I don't know what they've gone through. I don't yeah. know what their situation is, but I got to come to reality with who I am. And then think about it biblically. You think Paul ever compare himself with all these super apostles or anybody else? He will, he would have missed what God was doing in him. You know, he never, he was in chains in jail. You think he would have been the perfect person to say, man, I'm suffering for Christ. You know, I'm, I'm doing, no, he was right. like, I counted right. a privilege because mm -hmm. God had, God had 
really refine that soul and that spirit in him. And so we got to allow God to do that in us and not compare ourselves to anyone or our marriage to anybody. That's right. Because that is not a godly thing. And you will never appreciate your husband or your wife if you always think they should be or act like somebody else. Yes. And, you know, I feel like, um, man, you know, going, going through those 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 trials and tribulations man it just makes you stronger you know like i said man it, it's it's like being refined and fired tried and true you know what i mean i feel like you know the things that we have gone through in our marriage has only made us stronger you know and being able to look back at it and say you know what god has got us through all that and it's only by his grace man you know it is humbling it's humbling because never in a million years would i thought that we you know, going through when we were going through it at the time, I, I, I would never thought, we, man, there's no way to get through this. You know, yeah. there is no way. But yeah. God said there is a way and I am that way, you know, and even through our, you know, doubting, sometimes doubting, you know, not not really understanding why we were going through what we were going through. Now we can look back and say, I understand exactly why we went through what we went through, because now we're able to share our testimonies with other brothers and sisters that are going through the things that we have gone through and being able to be a blessing to them. And they can see that there's light at the end of the tunnel, you know, that there's hope. And when you have Jesus Christ, you always have hope, you know, always. I think also that the enemy, God allowed the enemy to, he didn't allow him to destroy because he knew there was something he was going to use for his glory, you Come know. Um, but also forgiveness was a big part of that. And, you know, how can we be preaching, you know, this and that and, and not truly forgive? Because yeah. sometimes we, we're quick to forgive people from out there, but we can't even forgive people that we live with and are close yeah. with. Yeah. And that is where God wants to begin everything is in your home we think that our ministry is out there in the streets but the reality is that your ministry begins where you're at in your home with your family with your children and then you can take that out there um because that and that's really where god molds you it's i think women know this man we are we are tested and molded through our husbands attitudes mouths words and you know and we that's one thing that we practice forgiveness i gotta forgive i gotta forgive i gotta forgive and you know know and um and so it's a constant walk you know it's a constant walk right yeah get your house in order you know i like the way you put that you know listen i want to share ecclesiastes 412 it's a scripture that was spoken on in my wife and i marriage right and i love it and i I, you know i love it man because um it just shows you that you know we're we're not meant to be alone man you know we're really not Check this out. We're going to go. Um, I mean, we can start with nine. It says the value of a friend, right? Mm-hmm. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a three-fold cord is not easily broken. That's right. And that three-cord is who? It's the man, the wife, and the Lord. God first, right? God at the center. Yeah, God is the center. And can I just say something, too? Because a lot of times, you know, I just got to go back really quick with this comparison. Because sometimes we we will um, see something in someone else. And uh, if I can be completely honest, I used to always ask God, why, Lord, 
I want him to be more of a prayer. Right. You know, I want him to pray more and I want him to pray more until, you know, I, I really felt in my spirit like, and I read books about this and they really, really helped me. I feel grow in this area where I stop asking God to change him and, and God began to say, no, you got to change first because your yeah. outlook is going to change. Your prayers are about him are going right. to change. And so when I began, I remember like I thought, I'm not going to lie. I, I used to think that's going to be impossible. He's not going to become a man of prayer. I can, I was seeing it so in the natural, so not godly. And all of a sudden when I began to pray and, and I began to see, it, you know, it, it's kind of like be that in and all of a sudden he begins to come and, and you were praying with me and coming. And then all of a sudden I'm seeing him praying a little more. And I'm like, whoa, that's awesome. And, and it, it's, it didn't happen overnight. It was a process. And, um, and, I, and I would, you know, kind of throw that out there for some accountability, like, hey, let's pray together. You know, we got to put everything in prayer and things. Yeah. But but I can only do so much. I really had to leave that up to God. And right. and I thought, well, I'm going to pray because I know I need my prayer. Because mm -hmm. if I don't pray, I'm going to see that in the flesh and I'm going to be a hindrance rather than a wife that, you know, um stands behind her husband and knows. And, and so... You know, I really begin to see God and he's still doing that in us. You know, yeah. when I slack off, I know he tells oh, yeah. me, let's pray. And when he slacks off, I'm like, babe, let's pray. And so, you know, praying together is, man, is so important to have your alone time Powerful. and is so important to have your prayer together. Yes. I think I one agree. of the things even our pastor was talking about, and, and I feel like we have room to grow in this area, is praying out loud for each other. We pray together. But really praying out loud for each other, I think that's such a beautiful thing because, you know, you know that you're you're naked before God in prayer and you're speaking what's truly in your heart. And and to hear someone, I've heard things in prayer from, you know, from my husband that I hadn't heard. And, and, and it's awesome to know, you know, he knows God is listening, obviously, and he's bringing this before God. And, and I think that's so important. Yeah, and, and prayer is obviously it's an important tactic that we use against the enemy because man, he uses so many against us, you know. So we're gonna stay prayed up, stay in the word of God, and um man, that, that just helps strengthen your marriage too all the way, you know, because you gotta understand, man, that that, that like like I said, Satan hates marriage. He's looking to destroy your marriage. And not only to destroy your marriage, but if he is successful in destroying your marriage, that begin it that, that begins a lineage again. In our in, in our kids, you know what I mean. Just time. like just like you were talking about before, how you know we never really, you know, both of us never had examples of good marriages, kingdom marriages. You know what I mean. I want to be the example for my children of what kingdom marriage really is. And you know what what curse, exactly yeah. bring down those strongholds, break those generational <laughs> curses down, Amen. and you know, man, we're gonna keep praying, worshiping, reading the word of God, bringing up our kids in the word, even if they like it or they don't. That's what that's just what it is, man. And um, that's exactly how you break down strongholds, break those curses down, man. You speak them out, you break them down. And I know that we had situations like that, but we had to get together and say, you know what? Enough is enough. We're coming against Satan and we're going to call him out and his tactics out. And we're going to plead the blood of Jesus over our marriage. Man, we're going to go on an offensive, you know, sick and tired of getting beat down by the enemy. Beat them back. Yeah, the dead. You know, man, the Lord has given us weapons of warfare. It's all in the spiritual, man. Yeah, 
there were periods that we would be, man, all of us. And I would notice that. Like, like God will show somebody, man, we're arguing a lot more than usual. That, to me, is a red flag. Something's on the, I'm going to begin to bind, you know, those those spirits. And I would notice certain things and people, even people sometimes that you hang around with. All of a sudden, I, I started seeing a pattern. And, and it's like, you know what? I'm going to pray against that, Lord. And and so we, we really have to be wise. And, and I know it's harder and it's easier mm-hmm. said than done that you need to, you know, pray against the, you know, the the actual spirit. <laughs> and so, but it was something and, and always, you know, whatever God puts in your spirit, bring right. it a prayer, bring it a prayer because it's not a coincidence yeah. that you're, you know, that that can be the spirit revealing there's there's something at work in that. <clears throat> right. You and, and, and you know what, man, the... <laughs> You know, man, we 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 could argue as a married couple. You got to learn how to argue properly. You know, you got to yeah. learn how to not. We don't uh, got that down pat. Be not, not <laughs> We don't have a down pat, but it's a lot better than what it, what oh, it ever was. Yes. You know, and and it's only gonna get better by you know in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. But sometimes, man, we 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 fail to see the true enemy. You know what I mean? Sometimes, yeah. man, we get so so built up in this in this argument and and upset about something, man. We look at each other like, man, they're my enemy. But we need to realize, man, (laughs) for real, this is a spiritual battle. If it's a spiritual battle, we need to recognize who the enemy truly is. Right, right. Because the enemy will have you thinking that it is your wife or your husband. And that's when divorce happens. And and, and he loves it. And he's sitting back and he's laughing at us. You know what I mean? He's going to be laughing at you. Why? Because he thinks he got you. But in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the finished work of the cross, when Jesus said it is finished, it is finished, man. Satan is defeated. He's a defeated foe. And we need to recognize, man, that we walk in authority that is given to us by Jesus Christ, man. And not be self-deceived. I think one of the biggest weapons the devil uses is self-deception and thinking that, you know, if there is a reason or or room to reconciliate a marriage and you not do it, don't be self-deceived and think that you may not have to answer for that because then you're walking really freely in that, you know, in that and that pride kind of saying, no, no, it's not good. Now, if, you know, if it has to come to that and, and people are not choosing not to stay married and you never know in, in years down the road, God can bring you together. But if it's always for another relationship or something else, you're already stepping out, you know, and, and I think that's a sign that, you know, I'm, I haven't even healed from this and I want to get into that. And I that that's like a double minded, unstable spirit, you right, know, right. and I think the devil could really sell, bring a lot of self-deception in that and thinking. I know I feel it when, you know, when when I felt like I just want to, you know, I, I just want to run away from things because that was what I used to do. And so I, I had a, you know, God began to show me like, no, you don't have to run from nothing. The Bible says the wicked flee, though no one is following. And it's like, yeah. no, I, I got to stay and, and fight for this. You know, the Bible says that we will not be moved from our faith. And mm-hmm. so we got to, you know, that's part of practicing what you read, you know. And and it's like, um, and of course, the devil would love nothing more than we do the opposite of what we're reading and believing and, and you know, and and truly uh, yes. Live it out. Yeah. Amen. 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 Um, listen, folks. You just can't. You, you just can't forget who the true enemy really is. I don't think that's really important. You know, because man, <laughs> man, you know, some 
sometimes there's, there there are parties some um some arguments man that could end marriages man you know what i mean because yeah. you are because man if you're looking at your spouse as an enemy you know you're you never know. gonna trust them yeah i mean i mean you're just, you're just gonna be bickering all the time you're gonna be miserable you know the enemy comes to kill steal and destroy he comes to you know cause disunity but we need to recognize that you know like i said man it's a covenant you know god 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 with the God being the center, he comes and unifies us both, you know, and standing in unity, we're able to, to, to defeat the enemy. No problem. You know Amen. what I mean? But by, by, by the grace of God, through, through his strength, through his spirit, you know, not by strength, nor by might, but by his spirit. Right. So. And it could, even if it didn't start off right, you're married. Guess what? God can make it beautiful. God right. can restore. God can, you know, bring to life. God can you know, restore those years lost in misery and fighting and in things. And, and, you know, just, it's about adjusting priorities and it's not no longer me pleasing you, you pleasing me is how do we both please God? And if, if, if one is lacking, then Lord, let me stand in the gap for him. And if she's lacking, then you need to stand in the gap for her. That's really what it's supposed to be because we're supposed to be the helper and you you know, and if and it's okay, we we got to be honest with each other. We're gonna yeah. drop the ball, especially in the world that we live in today, where right. you know men are uh, yeah. and women. I mean, there's just so much added things that we have now that are so against us, and we really, yeah. it, you know, we got to be able to show and live out that who is with us is stronger than he that is in the world, and yeah. and you know, um, and really just live this out. Yeah, with the grace of God. Amen. Let me let me uh quote some more scripture here, right? Um Matthew twelve, twenty-five. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. So if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do you sons cast them out? So therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Amen. Right? No, no kingdom divided against itself can stand, Amen. you know? So, and we need to, we need to recognize that we need to remember our word. We need to speak those type of things out and remember that we cannot be divided against each other as husband and wife. We can't be divided against each other as brothers and sisters and we can't be divided against each other as a body of christ it's very important for us to be unified especially right now the way things are going in this world man it's ugly it gets darker and darker and grimmer and grimmer every day so and man, we're, we we're gonna be that body that that stands and, and you right. know it's and gonna, that remnant at we're gonna the stand end in times. the gap Amen. we're gonna stand in the gap man and we're gonna continue to pray we're gonna intercede and we're just gonna speak the word of god we're gonna proclaim victory so Right now, we're going to go ahead and close down, brothers and sisters, in prayer. We love you. Thank you. God bless you guys for joining us. Thank you very much. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before the throne of grace, Lord God, just giving you praise, honor, and glory, Father God. We humble ourselves before your throne, Father God, knowing, Lord, we can do absolutely nothing without you, Lord God. But your word said, through you, we can do all things, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Father God, I pray for all those married couples of the Lord. Amen. All of them, Lord God, that that are striving, Lord God, and even especially those that are suffering right now, Lord. You know, Lord God, that we have gone through that fight. 
but you have got us out of that lord your word says lord god that that we will go through fire lord god but not a hair on our head will be singed lord so I pray for those brothers and sisters, Father, that are going through trials and tribulations, Father God, that they pour out their their cries to you, Father God, that they cry out to you, Lord God, and that you reach down, Lord God, and touch them, Lord. Allow them to feel your presence, Lord God, your power, Lord God. Give them strength, Lord God, to endure, Lord God. For your word says, Lord God, that they will be blessed through it, Father, that they will prosper, Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name, Father God, we pray, Lord God, for all our communities, Lord. We pray for our country, Father God. All the things that we see, Lord God, we might not like, Lord God, nor do we agree with, Father God, but we place it in your hands, Lord. You are still on the throne, Lord God, and the earth is your footstool, Father. Amen. I pray, Lord God, that you pour out your spirit, Lord God, upon all your people, Lord, that you strengthen us, Lord God, that you rise up, Lord God, an army, Lord God, to spread your word, Lord God, to help advance your kingdom, Lord. I pray, Lord God, and I pray, Lord God, all those, Lord God, that are listening, Lord God, that will listen, Lord God, that they will be blessed, Lord God, only by your spirit, Lord God, only by your grace, Father. I believe this, Lord God, and I and I declare victory tonight for all those, Lord God, that are, that are struggling, Father. I proclaim victory in their life, Lord. By your name, Lord God, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters. We love you. See you the next time. Peace. Amen. Sojourner. Amen.